0: awesome here i am excited to announce for new year's we have a special series coming up and oh by the way i'm gonna be back uh in case you haven't heard i opened my first brick and mortar store and you've heard me talk about the dream for a really long time uh four years and then some to be exact. When I started the show in 2019, it was November, and I opened the store in 2023, November. So four years of podcasting and talking to you about 321 No Kid In Recovery Playgrounds, and we're finally here. Well, we're not 100% here. We are taking the next step to being here, and we have a lot of freaking exciting stuff going on. So I opened up on November 1st. And it's a cute little place. It's 800 square feet. It's not the the flagship three-story, how it's in my head yet. So we're going to call this the proof of concept. And it's really kind of cool because it's giving me the ability to sell non-alcoholic beverages, talk about mental health and wellness, talk about gambling addiction, uh, I've I've stuck my stake in the ground and it's no alcohol, it's no gambling, and it's no kids. And it, at least there's a conversation around that with anybody I say that to. Uh, sometimes they ask why no gambling. Sometimes they ask why no kids. Uh, what's kind of neat is they're not asking necessarily why no alcohol. Maybe they never heard of the concept, but they don't ask why. And that's where I think we're still behind in gambling and we're going to get there. And I'm not going to stop talking about gambling um, or problem gambling or my journey, none of it. It's just um, evolving with this special series because I have the bottle shop, I'm learning. And by the way, in case you don't know, that's what they call non-alcoholic liquor stores in Connecticut, we call them package stores, which I've. I think there's a state down south that's heard that term before, but beyond that, and I've traveled the country a lot, I've never heard that term. Anyway, so I'm like a non liquor package store or a non-alcoholic bottle shop. Mouthful. Hopefully, we'll come up with some lingo. You know, actually, I always wondered where things like metaverse, right? Like that's a made up word. Um, friending is made up word. Maybe I can make up a new word for a non-alcoholic bottle shop N-A-B. your nabs got to go to your nabs. I don't know if that one will stick anyway. I'm being silly. It's been a long day. Um. So yeah, so we got the shop I'm getting, I'm in Naugatuck. I'm so I'm, I'm based at home where you've heard me come and go for a while, but that's kind of why I haven't been around for a couple months is we've been opening up the store and, Um, I'm very proud of it. We have an assortment of non-alcoholic brands that are available. So like you can have a rum and Coke, but it's not really rum. So that's kind of interesting. And then there's all these other freaking incredible, incredible brands. And what I'm going to be bringing to you is this very special series. And it's actually going to be in three parts. And we're going to kick off the new year with um the s of what i'm calling the sips sip so we're going to have suppliers which is people who make the non-alcoholic uh products drinks what else goes oh uh mixes anything in the space so so brands producers so that's the s for sips i's is going to be influencers so it's going to be people with um magazines with podcasts with Sober Bar. Well, Sober Bar actually falls more in peers. Um, Authors. uh, Tawny wrote the book Dry Humping, and she's going to be on. We've actually rescheduled a bunch of times, but we're going to figure out how to get her on. And then P for peers. So my bucket of peers now becomes a bottle shop, an event place. Um, Why do I feel like there's one thing missing? Events pop up. Oh, and a Sober Bar, which... Technically, by all the rules, I'm not really a bar because I can't be a restaurant, but I'm cool if you hang out here. Actually, I love it. And and we've been doing some pretty neat events since we opened. We've had like speed friending, which is my first couple of months. So attendance hasn't been as stellar as I'd like, but I got to try. At least I know and got the first one out of the way. We had an ugly sweater roller skating party. Again, all in the theme of no alcohol, no gambling and no children and i i just texted to a friend this morning my word for 2024 is traction so for 2022 it was intuition and i did a lot of studying about intuition took zenda brooks class smart soul academy um, took william white cloud's class on magic still continue to study the law of traction and Intuition was a great year and I actually am using it all the time now when something isn't right, especially Zen stuff. And we're going to, we're working on getting her on here as well. So You, you need to meet her. She, uh, her work is life changing to put it mildly, literally life changing. So that was intuition. And then 2023 was flow and that's kind of how I ended up here having the store and being here right now with with you know shooting and talking to you I I went with the flow I followed my intuition and in case you're wondering kind of what happened um I lost my job in March w- wonderful job just not the right company culture for me. I'm a little independent and stubborn sometimes and you know that shows, so I will take responsibility for not being there anymore. So I was out in California and then, geez, I guess you're getting my 2023 recap and that's okay too. I'm not going to spend a lot of time hanging out in 2023, although it was probably one of the best years of my life, even though I lost my job, <laughs> was on unemployment for six months. Um, and as I started hustling to, well, you know what? Let me pause. So while I was on unemployment, I say that, and I say that loosely, like I wasn't working, but I was working. I was getting to work on 321 and actually have income, unlike the last few months of working on 321 with no income. So it was, it was pretty epic. But I got to go to, I haven't told you so much. Wow. I haven't told you so much at all. So I got to do a few things this summer, some really freaking epic, epic things And I was working on, I went down, oh my goodness, there's so much to tell you. So I came back here after getting, after leaving California and was, I took my time getting across the country, but I get back here and in July, I started traveling again. And I had, I had tried out for Shark Tank, uh, July 7th, very very strategic date. it was the first time i tried to send my pitch deck out to investors as well for the three to one model and boy have i learned so much since then i mean the whole time i was planning this i was like well i'll never try out for shark tank until i can answer all the questions that they ask me about what the model is like how do you make money if there's no alcohol gambling and kids and i now know the answers to that and i've done the business case and i know that the sales potential is there i know that i can get the nonprofit going um, I've I've gotten even more information. Uh, I don't have to recreate the wheel. I can partner with people. The information just keeps going. So I, I do that and I come back and I was going to a retreat at that, not a retreat, an entrepreneurial conference with one of the coaches that I have met and I've done some of his free stuff. And I just haven't had an opportunity. He's a very high ticket coach is what they call them. And he's worth it. It's just, I haven't been in the position. I don't know if I met, well, I believe I meet everything in divine timing. So I guess I met him when I was supposed to. And I go to a retreat in Arizona and on my way, I get to visit Meow Wolf in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Again, part of the studying of, what does an entertainment place that goes from being this little, uh you know, artist picking out garbage to this? Now they just opened their fifth location. So studying that and stopped in Kansas City to visit the dog park, who, again, I remember when they were on the docks, uh just this little proof of concept, just like what I'm doing right now. And. Now they just got investors and they're going to have a hundred of these amazing, amazing barquets across the country, I'm imagining. Uh, but they started in Kansas City, which we all know I love Kansas City. So I was doing some of this homework. I go to this retreat, meet some really cool people who I have since visited, a few in person, uh, down in North Carolina, another one up in New York when I spoke at the gambling conference. So staying connected. Uh, So I go to that conference, I'm out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and then I go to Sedona, which wasn't part of my trip, but I go to Sedona and I work with this coach and I have probably my second, I always describe 2020 having like my spiritual awakening or my, you know, my biggest aha moments. That was the turning point to where I could look at all the shit in my life and just be like, oh. Oh, that all happened for a reason. Okay, okay, I can give it some gratitude. I can respect this. Um, and that could be anything from so many deaths to my relationship with religion to my gambling and alcohol problems, a lot of things. But I was able to turn them around and look for through gratitude. And what happened in Sedona was probably the second spiritual awakening. Are you allowed to have more than one? I don't. I don't even know. If you're allowed to have more than one, but I think I did. So, I, no intention of stopping in Sedona. But when I was in Kansas City, the owner of the bar I used to go to said, Bobby, you should stop in Sedona. It's pretty. And then I go to the retreat. And somebody says, You should really go to this Sedona. There's vortexes. What the frick is a vortex? Anyway, I go out there, go to watch the sunrise at like five o'clock in the morning. And I run into a lady who was telling me about this coach. Like, it's like a three-minute interaction, if that. We exchange information. She was going out with the coach. And um, the next day, I went out with the same lady. And we did the medicine wheel and the labyrinth, which I had done in rehab because I went to a Native American treatment center. But I don't think I got it back then. I, I really don't think I did. But because I had done the intuition, because I had been... Uh, working on flow and kind of going with things. I I went through this labyrinth and I went through this medicine wheel and I got spirit animals and I got just clarity and uh, insight. I don't, I don't even know what to call it. So from there I worked my way. uh, I'm giving you the abridged version, by the way, so that we're not on here for a couple hours and I'm sure I'll reflect back on some of the stories of the summer, but I was working my way to Bozeman, Montana to Cafe or eat. I always go to their retreat or I try to always go. And that was the kickoff of my sobriety too, you know, when I did the sober travel trip. So I go to Bozeman and I love Paul. You guys met Paul in episode one. We love Paul. Paul loves snakes. Bobby does not love snakes. But I go to the retreat and he has this whole segment on mascots, recovery elevator mascots. Well, in my head, I'm thinking, Ben, Ben the dog. Yes. Well, he's got some goats too. So I'm thinking, all right, furry animals, goats, Ben, like it's good. I underestimated Paul and he brought one of his pet snakes to the retreat. And I was in this place of coming off of this amazing road trip. I even got to see some friends of mine in New Mexico that I hadn't seen in 10 years. And they were wonderful hosts. And we did Zumba and all the things, all the things that get me excited. So Paul's doing his presentation. And I, I now know that the snake is there. He had, I don't know, he said something to me like, you'll be all right or something. So now I know and then he starts talking about snakes and and the history and um you know why people think they're magical and and a little bit more and how medicine uses snakes on the rods now my snake fear to give you context comes from being startled when i was a teenager cuz as a little kid i used to catch them play with them scare mom put them in the pools all the things but as a teenager i was startled in the woods by them once and on that particular night, I I went and I was sleeping in a strange house that night. Not like a wild night. It was it was my uh, boyfriend's brother's house, whatever. But I couldn't sleep, and all the, all the shadows were like snakes to me, and it was it just terrorized me. And ever since, um, if I see a snake before I go to bed or I get startled or whatever, like I just can't do them. And um, when I was in Sedona. Forgot to tell you this part too. So I'm afraid of heights, snakes, and spiders. Those are my three biggies. Pretty much anything else, like I, it's all right. Well, and and I've been working on the fear. You know, when I was in Dubai, with oh, the fear of heights. I I went on the buildings, and and will help me get across this. Like we're 50 stories up, and I look down to the grounds, and um, I challenge myself. I'm just maybe not so graceful about it. I might cry a little. So, I'm like, all right, in Sedona. I'm going to take a helicopter ride. My first time in a helicopter. And uh, that was like a Heights thing. So then I get to Bozeman and we got the snake situation. All right, I could do this. No, I can't. So I'm like backing up, backing up to the cabin. Um, But eventually what goes through my head was. I'm afraid of this little freaking snake. I sleep in my car. I travel around the country. I talk to strangers. I have like gone all in with my 401k, real jobs, society's norms, all this stuff to make a dream come true. And I'm afraid, like, how am I giving this fucking snake power? How? It didn't make any sense with my character. So I'm like, I'm going to take my power back, snake. Uh, again, not gracefully. A lot of tears, um, and with the help of Paul, because I trust him, I trust him implicitly with my recovery. So, with the help of Paul and K Mac and um, some bystanders, I hold Floor the snake, and Floor is Spanish for flower. So, like, come on, it was suiting. So, I did that, um, and honestly, I, you know, I, I guess I think I, the trip, the 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 medicine wheel, the. Experience with that holding the snake. The whole trip was kind of like a spiritual awakening, which was perfect. Um, and and it's funny because the guilt wanted to sneak in, Bobby. You don't have a job, Bobby. You don't have a job. You shouldn't be having fun. You know, you should be doing these things. But screw it, I did it. So then I have to get from Bozeman, Montana, to upstate New York in the matter of, I think it was like forty eight hours. Um, to go to a Blue October retreat. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Blue October, and someday I'm going to get Justin on this show. I, I will. So they were having a write-your-own-song retreat, and um, the Bozeman retreat wasn't over before the re- w- before the Justin and Blue October retreat was. So I had to haul some blood. So I made it driving from Bozeman, Montana, to... Uh, upstate New York where the retreat was and I saw a real live porcupine on the side of the street. Very cool. But I digress. Did you miss me? I totally digress quite a bit. So I go to the retreat and it's, you know, it's not the fangirl club. um. Although there was some of that, right? Like we're all excited. We're like getting to hang out with the band, but as part of my manifesting journey. I had done a 30-day um one of the authors of of belonging, she had recommended this lady. And it was like a 30-day uh manifesting challenge. And we had a short term goal and a long term goal. So my short term was for a month and my long term was within a year. And you know, a lot of the premises in these things are like you'll manifest it faster than you know or it'll be better than you imagine or all these things. I'm like, okay, well, the first one I did was I wanted, I had a certain goal weight in mind. I think it was like 170 something. Um, but the reality was I really just wanted to fit in this for pair of jeans. So the date of seven, seven was my goal date for that. And the jeans I wanted to wear, cause I think I have blue October tickets. I think I was going to see blue October. I wanted to wear them to the, I don't know, something that was my, that was my goal. Well, sure enough, I fit in the jeans. I was like, woohoo, mission accomplished. Well, the year long one and, and the whole time, pretty much of the last four years, I've always imagined <clears throat> because I want to have sober concerts, because I love Blue October, and because I imagine my 50th birthday party being this epic thing at one of my flagship three, two ones, I've always been pictured singing. I hope you're happy on the stage with Justin you know, in the band. And actually I want it on the playlist twice. I want it to be how we open the show and I want it to be how we close the show. One time me singing with Justin and one time me not singing with Justin. Um, it's just about that, wanting to experience it. Well, we go to this write your own song retreat and it was intense. Like he was full blown, Justin, I'll call it recovery mode. Cause I look at him through recovery mode, but he wanted us to write songs He wanted them to have meaning. It wasn't like, you know, roses are red or some bullshit song. Um, And he was a genius in instruction and connecting with people. He's just genius anyway. And I wrote a song, um, a very positive one. It's called Be Alive to Live, which is something I talked to you guys about, or I think it's called Be Alive to Live. Or I'm Invincible. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Someday I'll put it to GarageBand in my free time and maybe sing it to you. And oh, by the way, you had an opportunity to get on stage and sing it in front of Justin and 100 now new friends by the end of the retreat. But anyway, um, at night, after we were done with teaching and our breakout sessions and Justin performing, he would go recharge his batteries, smart man. And we had the opportunity to either go to the barn to watch um, Get Back Up, which I recommend everybody does, that wants to know anything about addiction and overcoming and finding freaking strength in your story. Or you could go to this place called The Roadhouse. Now, not only is Justin uh, clean, but Ryan, who plays the violin and every other kind of string instrument. So there's mocktails there. There's also drinking there and the band is on stage and the musicians. We had um, two very impressive musicians, one that had been on like American Idol and another one that is like, I got to see him on tour. Anyway, I digress again. At any rate, you can go on stage and blue October. It was, it was Matt, Ryan, and um, Eric. And then Eric, And Steve, excuse me. And Steve, and then Eric was filling in for drums. I don't know where Jeremy was. I still don't know where Jeremy was. So anyway, don't you know, I get to go on stage and sing, I hope you're happy with Blue October Band. Now, Justin wasn't there um, for that moment. And yes, um, there was probably 20 of us, right? Otherwise I'd have to play this song over and over again. But I got up on the stage early um, I've got it filmed. Who knows? Maybe it'll be content someday if I get brave. I got the I got my song on stage in front of everybody too, but I kind of read it like a poem. Nonetheless, it's only two months after I do this manifesting challenge, people. And I'm on stage with Blue October singing. I hope you're happy. So it's kind of been my summer. I think I was trying to tell you about the flow. So I come back from the retreat. This brings us to unemployment ending, pretty much. And I'm interviewing for a job out in Indiana and it was a director floral job been there done that it was only like 20 stores um so to me that was like wicked easy because I've managed so many more and I'm I it, it just would have been an amazing opportunity it would have been great money would have cleaned up some of the debt from being unemployed and all the things and we go to My mother was, has gotten more active in the senior center. So I went to an event to support her. They were trying to start a Pinochle and a setback little group. So it was kind of like a little bizarre, not bizarre, like crazy bizarre, but bizarre, uh, like a little vendor thing. So there was different people there. So I got to meet a lady from the bank and the secretary of state was there, um, all these different people. And I got invited to a chamber of commerce meeting for the next day because this was on a Thursday. And I talked to the secretary of state about 321. And she basically told me what I wish. No, I take that back. I don't really wish. Um, it worked out exactly how it was supposed to work out. But basically, she said the same thing. Like, I can't start with my three-story $50 million property. I have to start with the proof of concept. Okay. So then I'm like, all right, I know I'm top candidate for this job. I, I just, I know it. Do I want to move to freaking cold Indiana and not be working on 321? But I was like planning, how would I pull off the job, podcast at night, still do the things? I would have done it, but I'm going with the flow, right? That was my 2023 thing, go with the flow. So after the senior club thing, I'm like, you know what? I finally tell my mother. I look at her and I said, mom, I'm interviewing for a job. But it's in the Indiana. And I could go. But I would be going out of fear. But it's not my fear. It was like her fear, right? Because money, bills, all that, all that mindset that we get caught up in. And I'm like, uh, you know, like we're at a crossroads kind of here. And I, I said to myself, okay, well. Maybe if I could find a place to do events, pop-up events. I know that those work. People are doing them around the country. I could have some non-pop-up events, work a regular job during the week. Okay, I could do that. So I'm like, let me go look around. Well, that Saturday prior, I had gone golfing with my uncle to a thing that I do every year. And again, what am I doing golfing? I'm unemployed. Who does this shit? It's this trust. It's this faith stuff, guys. It's freaking crazy. And it's the going with the flow. So while we're golfing and at lunch, I learn about Nagatech having a community center. So on the way home, I asked mom to pull over and I, I stopped in this little store and asked this guy, you know, how much are you paying for rent? And he was only paying $600. I was like, ooh, okay. I can get a job and pay $600 and I could get a store going here. Um, but he said they're raising the rent and all this stuff. So I start driving around town, looking for rent, find the community center, find out that I can do pop-ups in it. All right, great. Reasonable price. All's good. Well, and, and to clarify a pop-up is like uh, you know, like a bar for the night, you know, have a menu drinks, whatever. So then I start driving downtown. And I'm like looking at, I'm taking pictures of all the rent. Cause right. Like now I have this guy's baseline of $600 and I've taken some photos and I'm making calls on the spot and I get to this place and I take a picture and there's a man standing there on the sidewalk. And I'm like, hi man on the sidewalk, but he's on the phone and uh he hangs up during the course of me standing there for the minute that I'm standing there. And I was like, sorry, I wasn't eavesdropping. When he was chill, he's like, oh, no, that's fine. I'm just waiting. I'm supposed to. What do you... I don't remember exactly how he said it. Something to the effect of it was fine. He wasn't, you know, like offended by me doing that. I was like, uh, he's like, are you interested in in renting this? Because he saw me take a picture of the sign. He's like, I'm the landlord. I was like, oh, OK. Um, he had a four o'clock appointment. Here I am standing here at the precise moment that his appointment never showed up, by the way. I was like, well, let me look at it. And here I am in 321, which I will give you a tour someday. But since this is mostly audio, I won't give you the tour right now. And everybody on my social media is probably sick of seeing it because I freaking love it. It's gorgeous. My uncle painted it for me. And I pulled off a miracle by getting this place open. And guys, let me tell you, you want to talk about obstacle after obstacle after obstacle? I had them all. I had them all. And interestingly enough, like I said, I made this decision September 22nd, which was a Friday. I think I was leaving that following Sunday or Monday to go to Blue October shows um, down in the Carolinas. And visit that friend that I met from the conference. And even in North Carolina, I found a property that should be mine. And maybe it will be someday. I don't know. But it's a really cool place in the Outer Banks But nonetheless, disappear for a week, come back. Oh, and by the way, the book we wrote, eight of the nine authors we have on the books for October for a book signing tour. So I literally opened my cute little proof of concept 321 in about 35 days from the time I committed, pulled my name out of the the good job, and here we sit. So what I've learned the last two months is how absolutely freaking little I know about non-elk. Non-elk is not me being sober. I mean, it's part of it, but it's not all of it. Non-elk is an industry. It's um, an adventure. I went to a sober bar class, you know, um, when I was, so again, another, I mean, we can call them coincidences, but I kind of think someone's looking out for me. So, my niece had moved to Texas. I stopped to go see her, and I managed to catch um what I believe I don't know if it was the first non-alk bar. It's the first non-alth bar I know about in the country. And I was able to catch it during the six hours they were open during a week based on how all the stars aligned. So, I take his academy and um, there was a moral to that story. I'm out of practice. Can you tell? So even just knowing about that, but I take the class I, and I don't, oh, so I'm learning. I'm learning about pop-ups and bottle shops and all these things that I didn't even know. I just thought, I, I guess I probably thought like most people think that you just have some, you know, juice and mixers and you make pretty drinks and call them mocktails. Well, The reality is there's a shit ton of vendors out there and authors and companies that are in this space. And it's this whole magical world. And I don't know enough about it. When I drank, I was, I don't want to say I was simple because Long Island iced teas are not simple, but I did not drink for the experience of drinking. I drank to get hammered. Um, And I didn't enjoy the taste of alcohol. I enjoyed things that helped me get hammered. So, it's been a ride, and my customers have a very diverse palette. We've been doing some cool samplings, and it's so interesting to me. Like, five people could drink a sip of the same thing. This guy tastes the chicory, this guy tastes the cinnamon, this guy tastes the apple cider vinegar, whatever the things are. So, to wrap this up, We are launching this SIP series. So we're going to start with the suppliers and the brands. And my intentions for this series is a few things. I need to get to know the brands. I need to understand so that I can help my customers understand. And then there's all of you. Maybe you want to learn more. Maybe maybe you're a gambler who drink a lot when they quit gambling, or maybe you're just someone who drinks a lot and you like my style of recovery and obnoxiousness. I don't know. But either way, we're going to do this series. We're going to get educated. I'm really excited to get dialed into the community and we're going to, you know, just share as much knowledge and wisdom and excitement and celebration for all these people, because the story I just told you about trusting and working hard and taking the chances that your hard work is going to pay off. Um, all of those things, I'm not the only one. Everybody in this space is that way. Or they wouldn't be in the space because the space is new. Like, it's a disruption. Um, so that's what we're going to do. And I am I will fill you in on more of the fun stories of 2023 because I haven't been doing enough solo episodes. And I really need to. I need to talk to you guys um, more I'm growing, I'm I'm learning about more and more new things. And I apologize for not conveying all the cool stuff I've been learning and, and going through. And um yeah, it's it's been it's been an exciting year. Um probably the best year of my life. I I would have to say, I, I think it was the best year of my life so far. There's more coming. All right, beautiful people. I love you. It's like way too late at night. Mom texted me two hours ago and said, are you going to sleep at the store? No, it's too freaking cold to sleep at the store. But I am going to go home and I'm going to get some dinner. And I love you guys. Thanks for hanging in with me on this episode. Um, We will have every Monday, we will be releasing a non alk brand as we continue through the series. I don't know how long it's going to last. It all depends on who wants to participate. I have a feeling once some hear that the others do, or once we get through dry drain, dry January, dry January, that we're gonna have a lot more participation. And I'm looking forward to all that, so.